Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. This is Roland Wilkerson. Research shows that 4 out of 10 Americans see a counselor at some point in their lives. And among college students, there's an unprecedented rise in demand for counseling services. To help understand how counseling works, we speak with Novant Health psychiatrist, Dr. Obi Kweche, a leader in behavioral health who's also treated many patients over the years. We start with a story about a patient he was able to help discuss a few misconceptions about therapy, and learn about a few steps we can all take when we're feeling overwhelmed by life. Be sure to stick around at the end, where we reveal the TV show Kweche says best captures the therapy experience. This one surprised me. You can find stories like this and hundreds of others by searching Novant Health and Healthy Headlines. Thanks for listening. What's an example of a patient you were able to help um, on a significant issue in their life? Oh, I have so many of those, but one that really um, sticks out to me was several years ago, um, I was in an office-based practice and I had this patient. He had lost a child in in a tragic accident. But part of the um, backstory was this child was at a local hospital for months, required um, tube feeding, and was in and out of consciousness for a protracted period of time. That child ended up dying. By the time I was seeing this patient, that had been about eight or 10 years in the past. But he still kept that child's room almost frozen at the time that the child died. So there were still bloody clothes on the bed. There were still tubes that had been associated with the hospital stay. But more importantly, for all those years after the child died, he would go out and buy toys that fit with the child's age when the child died. When I met him, he came with a family member, and this family member said, that room is piled high with things, and I just think this is abnormal. We identified that some of the things he needed was being able to walk through his grief and re-engage with life without being frozen in this time that his child has died. And we began to look at some of the distortions of his thinking. For instance, his thinking that his child was somehow still in that room, um, that his child was somehow still this nine-year-old person. At this time, the child, if the child was still alive, would have been about 19 or 18. And progressively, um, he began to take steps um, to change this thinking. He recognized, yes, my child had died. Yes, that was a traumatic thing, but I'm still alive. I have other children that I have to attend to. He progressed to the point where he was able to engage in a charity that you know, helped children who were sick. For me, that was some level of altruism that took him away from this deep place of loss. He went to the point where he was able to donate all these toys to needy children. And by the time um, he exited out of therapy, I wouldn't say he had forgotten that he lost a child tragically, but he had achieved significant normalcy. 
because he had been able to address the distortions in his thinking. His behavior consequently had changed. And I like to say that his emotional state had changed as a result of all these other things that he had done. I see that as an example of therapy being successful and therapy being important to maintaining function. Wow, that's that's uh, very powerful. It must be um, it must be gratifying to actually make a difference in somebody's life like that. Absolutely, I, I would say that in my line of work, some some things are tough. Um, there are people who have been through therapy and just haven't been able to navigate to a better place. But instances like this actually give me the joy to show up to work every day. What's an example, um, or what do you think are a few of the most misunderstood aspects of therapy with the general public? I like that because I'm, I'm running over my head of all the things that people misunderstand about therapy. One of the most common misconceptions is that therapy is just going to talk about your problems or your therapist is just like a friend that you're paying. None of that is true. Um, talking about your problems in a social context is helpful because it lets you unburden yourself. Therapy, on the other hand, is designed to be solutions-focused. There is a goal that you're trying to achieve. Now, the goal might not be to solve the problem. The goal might be to accept that the problem is not changing and identify ways to deal with that problem. And therapy can, doesn't always feel good. You know, there's a concept that therapy, um, when we think of therapy as the word, it might evoke improvement and feeling good and being okay. Sometimes therapy is painful. An individual who has experienced significant trauma may have repressed all that, and once they get into therapy, all of that comes flowing out again. So those are things that people have to keep in mind before engaging in therapy. I don't think that therapy ever creates a situation of, aha, I never knew that about myself. Most of the things we realize in therapy, we had some concept about. Therapy just allows a safe place for us to process things objectively and come to some resolution about those things. So not everybody has access to um, a psychiatrist like you. Um, what would you say to people who um, find themselves overcome with depressing or negative feelings? What can they do in the moment to um, regain a sense of equilibrium and not, not feel overcome by those feelings? Okay. You know, try to get sleep try to get some exercise, you know, engage in other social um, arrangements outside of work, um, have a, some kind of healthy network around you, engage in exercise. Things like that on a regular basis kind of retrain your brain function, and that goes a long way with what you're feeling. Let me just say this. There's a saying that Birds can fly over your head, but you're responsible if you let them build a nest in your hair. 
I believe that negative thoughts can come to us, you know, periodically. But you're responsible if you let them become entrenched and begin to affect your function. Very good. Uh, I've always thought um, uh, to, to, to sit all day and listen to other people's problems must be exhausting. Uh, is it? <laughs> I'm trying to carefully answer that. But frankly, it, it, it is. It's, um, it's human psyche. Um, I trained at Wake Forest University, and several years ago, um, part of the support for trainees was having a therapist. So you had a therapist that you could process the things that you were going through. And I believe that people who do this kind of work should have a therapist. Uh, I think it will be helpful to process your thoughts, to process, you know, your projection of, you know, your disappointments with situations onto your workspace and the impact of your workspace on you. So I think this is a, a long-winded way of saying, yes, that can be um, overwhelming. But then again, we are trained to do what we do, and we are trained to separate um, our emotions from the work that we do. And my final question is, and I hate to ask it, but I've just got to, I know you get it a lot. Do you, in your own practice or in your practices over the years, um, do patients have the option to lie on a couch and talk, or is that, uh, is that from way back when? No, I think that's from way back when, and I think that's on TV shows. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredibly illuminating. I thank you very it. much. Yeah, I appreciate the time you took for it. All right, thank you. Roland Wilkerson again. When I sat down with Dr. Equeche, I was really hoping he'd watch The Sopranos, the famed HBO drama in which mobster Tony Soprano seeks treatment from Dr. Jennifer Melfi for his panic attacks. I wanted to ask, was it realistic? He hadn't seen The Sopranos, but Dr. Equeche recommended a different show. And it's another HBO series, In Treatment, starring Gabriel Byrne. The show focuses on the weekly sessions with his patients and one praise from the New York Times for providing an irresistible peek at the psychopathology of everyday life. Sounds like it's worth checking out. And finally, here's one point we didn't include in the interview you should know. While TV and movies often suggest that patients are typically in therapy for years, Dr. Equeche points out that for many patients, they get the help they need in 12 to 20 weeks and then move on. Thanks again for listening.